0: To your mom's house. Your hosts, Tom Segorong, Christina Pajitsky. Mom, pull up your jeans, boy. Pull them up tight. Put your rat off as shit. I live your whole life blind. Bikes! stop, round talk. You better wipe down, don't hesitate to listen to them mommies with the crown. Or wipe down or is it wipe up? Oh my god, seriously, fill her up a sailor shot. Oh, yeah, and that's gooder than a bitch. I floss on my t 28 inch rim. My teeth be be shining, man, hunky ass white. Who just bought it? Was that the yo man? All I know, but hey, buddy, guess who it is? Man, it be top dogs, spread the knowledge all about the shit. Mommy T and Mommy C, flexing all the goodest guests, watching clips and talking shit. The mommy is the best, but I want to say this once before the shout, man, mommy's for life. Fuck me and i (laughs) y'all.
1: Yeah
2: That's a nice song
1: You like that, James?
2: I do, that's one of the very first submissions we ever got
1: No, this was? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm
2: Yeah Wasn't this? One of I the first like was, few songs that we ever played for we were listeners When we started
1: requesting songs? Yeah. Maybe after, we, after our request, but not one of the first submissions. Because people submitted songs before we even asked for them. Yes, that's
2: right. Yeah. Back in the day.
1: Um, so, uh, very, very exciting that we have um, a live podcast this Friday, November 22nd at the Ice House in Pasadena. Uh, in the, the room called Stage 2 there. It's a smaller room. Um, they've done a lot of podcasts there. It's really it's a great, great club and a great room. So we, we very much hope that if you're in the area, you'll make your way to the Ice House on Friday for our podcast. Uh, we couldn't be happier to be doing it there. Um, and, of course, we have mentioned this before, but we'd like to mention it again. Anybody can watch... This podcast streaming live on Laughster. So if you go to Laughster, which is L-A-F-F-S-T-E-R, Laughster.com, you sign up for an account, you can stream the show live. Um, In addition to that, we have some really cool prizes uh, for people that are willing to bid. Um, Some of the prizes include appearing on the show Um, getting a a special gift from us. And um, anybody that bids on these gifts um, will be donating money to uh, the Wounded Warriors Project. Mm -hmm. So that's very exciting. Um, We hope that you guys will participate and um, get involved in that. What else? Um, Well, I have the uh, Largo Show tonight, if you are um, listening the moment this comes out I'm at Largo tonight with some of the other people from All Things Comedy uh, Bill Burr, Ryan Sickler um, a couple other people But, anyways I'm um, very excited about that then in a week or so is that right? I'm going to be with um, who is it? Joey Diaz Joey Coco Diaz in both um, both in uh, at the Calusa Casino and then in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, it's December 6th and 7th, so that's in a couple weeks. And um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. And then New Year's in Washington, D.C. Uh, with my jeans, doing a bunch of shows, including New Year's Eve. Um, and by the way, the uh, live podcast on Friday is at 8 p.m. Doors are open at 7 What you got, Jeans?
2: All right, Jeans. The 22nd with you. I can't wait. This is Friday. It's going to be huge. And also random, uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cub. You might know her from the show 24 if you're a fan of that. But she's also been a comedian, and she was on um, the show Mr. Show. Uh, Very funny. She and I have written a show together, uh, and we're going to be doing it December 8th at the Improv in Hollywood. That's the Melrose Improv, December 8th. So get your tickets to that. Uh, it's a very unique show. She and I cover all the uh, the awesome advice shows out there, like the Dr. Phil's and the Dr. Laura's. So that should be pretty rad. Uh, and also, right, December 5th, San Diego, with my jeans, doing the podcast. Uh-huh. December 19th through 27th, the Atlanta Punchline, Atlanta, Georgia. And then New Year's Eve with my jeans. Yeah. And then that's our year. Can you believe it?
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. By the way, let me throw out there that... Um, the theater that I'm doing with Joey Diaz in Eugene, Oregon, is the McDonald Theater. The historic McDonald Theater. Um, oh,
2: will they be handing out cheeseburgers?
1: Cheeseburgers, fries. Um, I just pulled it up. So uh, that's that's December 7th. December 6th is the Calusa Casino. Oh. So that's that. All right. Um, is there anything else you have? No. No. You're going gonna to put that down, you think, for the show? No. Mm. All right. All right.
2: My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow. Go to mintmobile.com/mom. That's mintmobile.com/mom. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com/mom. Forty-five dollars upfront payment required, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above forty gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: Are you ready to start this show? Yeah, let's, let's party. do it, man. Oh wait! I gotta start it over. God damn it! <laughs> it is one of those days.
2: Not a good one. What's is, the uh, date so I can never live it again? Ne- never remember.
1: Never remember today. Mm. Shit. It has gone down
0: get him off there. Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mom in the fucking dead! Well, welcome. Welcome to your mom's house.
2: With Tom Segura, Tom Segura.
0: And Christina Pujitsu.
2: Welcome to your mom's house. Kind of like, uh, like Tyson fighting was that like a boxing match? We uh, heard?
1: That was. That's was a highlight from um, uh, the nineteen ninety one bout between Mike Tyson and uh, Mitch Green. Did you enjoy <laughs> or it?
2: Or something else? Something else. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that something else in just a moment. First of all, how was Fartford this weekend? Why don't we ask
2: that? <laughs> Actually, Farford was way more delightful than I had anticipated. Really? Yeah. A lot of mommies came out, brought me wine, brought me books, brought me all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, Shows were pretty decent with the exception of like one when I I talk about my mother in my act. Huh.
1: Yeah, I I had a similar thing, but go ahead. I'm
2: sorry. Well, uh, I mentioned that I don't get along with my mom and why. And uh, there's this very fat woman in the audience clearly not liking me the entire time mm-hmm. judging me really from the moment i got up there i could hear her chattering like yeah. oh no oh it's, i i'll crazy i can hear chinese her chinese lady uh, clearly yes a thai mm-hmm. or indian i'm not sure maybe mm-hmm. from bali uh oh she's crazy i can't believe that and i was, and finally i when i gets to my mother she was very judgy oh hell no oh no and i was like you know what uh, you came into my house, all right? Mm-hmm. Your mom is in my fucking stance. I didn't yep. come into your house, take your remote control. Right. We're in the same shit you got on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can go. And then she and her whole table got up and left. Really? And yeah, I mean, that happens.
1: It does happen. It happens all the time. I mean, people don't realize how many shows we do, how many audiences. Like, this shit is not... It's not like the one... Most people go to like one probably live performance maybe in a month or a yeah. few months. Like, this is a almost nightly for us. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not unusual to run into shows like that every once in a while.
2: Happens. It happens, yeah. It happens. What doesn't happen a lot mm-hmm. is maybe what happened to you this week. Um, yeah. So
1: <laughs> I think this may come as a... a there's probably people that it's going to come as a big surprise to. We have a, a nice amount of listeners in the Winnipeg area. And it may come as a shock to people that came to see me on Tuesday or on Wednesday or on Thursday or on Friday or even second show Saturday who we all had a good time you mm-hmm. know shows I can't complain at all about those shows so this might be <laughs> a little bit of a shocker to them but huh. first show Saturday was one of those shows where normally I would I would go back to it and be like you know uh, in some of the moments i've been like oh this is just going to be one of those shows it's going to have some kind of hectic moments i never imagined it would spin out of control the way that it did right i listened to it a couple times it is so uncomfortable at so <laughs> many moments and surprisingly it actually was going fairly well I and mean, there was there was some tension and i could tell that i wasn't that audience's cup of tea Mm-hmm. But Which sometimes you're just not. You're just not. And there's something that should be said about this particular show. This club, like a lot of clubs, certainly during certain seasons, sometimes they'll get in massive groups. Mm-hmm. And that really throws off the um, what we're used to as far as... In, a regular comedy club night is that people from all walks of life get together, they buy tickets to a show, and they watch comedy, right? Right. And, Everyone's there basically, for the most part, on their own with one or two other people. Mm -hmm. So you get this mix up. When you get like um, in the holiday season, sometimes there's Christmas parties or what this club does, they have a lot of fundraiser type events where a group can be like, hey, we want to we want to have like we have a special cause. It can be like uh, whatever Habitat for Humanity. And we're going to we have 70 people that are going to be there. And then that group is represented as a group of 70, and they have, they're raising money for their special occasion, and then afterwards they have a raffle. It's just the, ev- the event of comedy is there basically as a substitute for
2: Right. Whereas they, they could just be having a luncheon, they decide to plug you in.
1: Right. Um, and so and they don't know really mm, who they're yeah, seeing or whatever. They don't care. They don't care. And they also feel like they feel like, oh, this is our event.
2: Yeah, you're stepping in. They feel like the in,
1: entire thing is their event.
2: Yeah, you're stepping into their right. world. Like right. I once did a woman's Valentine's Day lunch, like at a country club. It was these cunty white entitled rich did I say cunts enough? Yeah. Cunts. And it was two in the afternoon in the valley here, and they're like, Do you want to do stand up? And I'm like, How much does it pay? Oh, okay. And I showed up and they were so rude. They were talking on their phones, getting up mm-hmm. and they Could care less. Yeah, that's the problem when you do these private parties.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, I don't know. I think I'm just doing a regular Saturday night show. Well, they don't even tell you. Well, I mean, you find out that like there are these massive groups there, but it's not like I signed up to do a private show. Right. I signed up to do a Saturday night show at at a comedy club. Oh, hey, there's a group of fifty from this thing and a group of seventy for that, and each of them feels like this is our private entertainment. Like, mm-hmm. we came to this, you, you better be good. Like, that kind of thing, as opposed right. to, like, I'm going to watch stand-up Too To watch
2: comedy, the intent yeah. being, we're going to see a stand-up show. Right. Yes.
1: So I listened to this, and I was really trying to be honest about all aspects of it. Honest about myself, honest about what was going on there. And I really feel like there are three components to a show actually going either very well or very poorly. Mm-hmm. And the three components are the audience, the performer, and the venue and how whatever they're, how they're running that at mm-hmm. the moment. Those are the three things. Mm-hmm. When all those gel ex- extraordinarily well, you might have an amazing show. Yes. And then when all those don't go well for whatever reason at that thing, mm-hmm. that moment, it can go extremely, extremely poorly.
2: hmm
1: and i feel like everybody the three components
2: mm.
1: hold some fault in all of this falling apart mm. number 1 i blame the audience because this these were such fucking assholes mm-hmm. such shitty people mm-hmm. it was full of dummies and fucking assholes mm-hmm. and they i mean you can hear like you can tell that's like there's a lot of people that are Probably in there, not to say that anybody in this age group is an asshole, but they had that, like, we're older and, you know, you're not, you're just a jerk. You're a
2: whippersnapper?
1: Yeah. Like, I was, there was a lot of, like, that kind of thing. I felt like this audience was comprised mostly of people um, that, you know, don't like.
2: Right. Didn't like you from the jump.
1: From the jump. Um, there's
2: a lot of people, uh, audience members, who believe you should be exactly like them. Yes. And if you're not, they're not interested in anything you have to say.
1: Yeah. Um, so there's those horrible groups. And there's a group, basically the two worst groups are that there's a guy, there's a, a group in the very front and a guy who's in the very, very front. And I could tell he was giving like a little bit of lip to whoever was before me. And then when I get up there, in the first few minutes, I say a joke. And then he he's one of these people who's tagging your stuff,
2: mm.
1: but in the front row. So its it's like for his table, but it's also like for you to hear what he has to say. And I'll admit right now, I hated him so much so quickly that that's where I bear a lot of the responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't diffuse my hatred and make it
2: mm-hmm.
1: like really comedy. And that's one of the things I feel like I've learned to do and worked on and obviously I have not mastered is that when, some, when you hate somebody's guts.
2: Yeah, it's tough. Uh,
1: to, in order, If you get angry, it goes downhill. If you can try to make it funny, you can salvage that right. moment. So
2: well, because the guy's intent, uh, what they do when they try to out joke you or tag your shit at the table is he's trying to make his big bigger than yours. He's right. flexing on you. Right. That's that's the dynamic happening. Yeah. Stand up comedy is about power. It is about you, the leader, the stand up comedian. Wielding the power in the room, mm-hmm. and the audience giving their power to you. Right now, when some jerk off decides he's going to subvert the power paradigm, that's when you're in for trouble.
1: Well, here we have. This is the first instance. Yeah. <laughs> or don't think about it. Just know it's on your hands. <laughs> What's that? I said know that it's on your balls. No that what's on my balls? The Jerry <laughs> That they never watched. You know that those are on my balls? That's right. Why did you fucking have to throw that in the <laughs> You just added nothing to the show. Look at that. Just like Dawson's screen. Just like
2: Dawson's screen? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll just move it along. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: what is he saying Can I just,
1: you can't really make out what he's saying I, uh, so no. just to like put that within context so i say something just know that's on your hands right it's a joke about wiping my balls on oh right. right okay yes and then he goes uh so anyways and you hear the people like it's still like
2: right it's the light it's still kind of manageable like, just
1: know that it's on your hands
2: mm-hmm.
1: or know that it's on your balls and i go what's on my balls the curtains, mm. the ones that they don't wash, and I'm like, okay, why did you just? And so that's when I say, I go. Why did you just say that out loud? You didn't. You just added nothing to the show. Yeah, and you can hear people laughing. It's still like not super, um, like it's not a disaster yet. But I can tell you for sure, like listening to that and remembering that that I hated his guts. Mm-hmm. Right then, I wanted to punch him in the mouth. I hated him so i I accept how much I hated him and wanted him to die mm-hmm. and how that is literally how this is beginning this is this is how the train is starting to come off the tracks mm-hmm. okay is that and so this guy and this guy is doing this throughout for the first let's say this is probably minute number two or three through the first twelve, thirteen minutes i 'm hearing him. On other moments that, like, there's just, there's just too much to play, but like, where I'm not no longer acknowledging him because I know that's kind of the thing is mm-hmm. like, hey, acknowledge this guy. But just so you know, that's what's building. Right. Is it the next joke I say, he's like, blah, blah, blah. so I can hear him like again and again and again, right?
2: It's the worst.
1: The next moment where things start to kind of, I think, are weird is I do a joke about being entitled, having a sense of entitlement. And I've never, it's kind of indicative of the room. When I get to like the punchline, it's a, I've only been, you know, the joke is one of those jokes that just works. Like people understand the intent. And I think you can hear their response. (laughs) (laughs) Picture off in the back for you guys. Really? You never feel fucking entitled ever? All right. <laughs> so, it like when I got to the line about it, that bombed, but they, but they, there also was like a negative, like, oh. They're like,
2: judging. The
1: way, and they were, they didn't understand that the sense of entitlement is like, I'm making fun of my own, in right. a moment, sense of entitlement. Like, I'm not saying. I'm better than you guys. I'm saying I have these moments.
2: Right. But and, all they hear is, I'm better than you guys. Yes. Because now the tide is turning.
1: But also because it's like, it's, I feel like they're dummies. Like it's not yes. it's not clicking.
2: Yes. Sometimes okay. people only hear a word. They don't yes. put it in context. They don't think it through. Okay.
1: This is where shit starts to really collapse. Mm. So I get, I'm, I'm, I don't know, three quarters of the way through a bit. And then it's so loud at a table that I try to talk to them I find I knew before going on that one of the fundraisers was a dog rescue place and I was like oh I'll just know that because obviously I support that idea you know I start talking to this really loud table you'll see where it goes
2: The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at That's hims.com/ymh. That's h i m s.com/ymh for your personalized ED treatment options.
1: on here. Will you shut the fuck up?
0: What are you doing? Right?
1: What are you doing? Just went to the bathroom.
0: Not you, stupid. (laughs)
1: Oh, you're looking at me, you're making eye contact. I'm not making eye contact with you. Well, you you know? In the direction of all the voices, you mean? <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Who's trying to be nice? <laughs> me.
3: Dude,
1: this is the end of your road, right now. Are you, is this the fundraiser table?
2: Yeah. Which
1: one? All of us? Dogs.
0: No, no. Dogs? Dogs.
1: Dogs. Okay. Maybe fucking put your face in the bowl like a dog and stop talking, okay? What the fuck? Look, I love dogs. I rescued a dog this year. This year I rescued a dog. I love that fucking dog. Way more than your table. What'd you say? What'd you say? Hey, stupid. What'd you say? I don't answer to that. What? I don't answer to stupid. You don't answer to stupid? That's right. Yeah? Are you a tough guy? (laughs) are Are you not? We can see. We're gonna see. He's gotta go. He's gotta go.
2: Well, he was ready to challenge. Yeah,
1: and that's the guy by the way. That's the guy who I'm having problems with. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, he he was talking under keep the mumbling going. So when I go what'd you say? Cuz I know what he fucking said. Mm-hmm. He goes um and I and I go like, "What do you what'd you say, stupid?" He's like, "I don't answer that." And then he like wants to challenge me like, "Let's fight." So I was like, "How about this? You're out of here, right?" Mm-hmm. Which is by the way, not that weird to do. Mm-mm. Okay. Here is where I blame I have to blame the club. Mm-hmm. They didn't back me up. Mm-mm. They fucking let the guy stay. That's and comf- that's terrible. when everything fucking terrible. Terribly falls apart. So let's pull up. I think we got okay. <laughs> We're <gonna see> <laughs> He's gotta go. He's gotta go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta
1: leave. He's done. And you they're supporting go. you. Well, it sounds like they're supporting me. That's like the very few people at that particular show that like are fans, mm-hmm. and they're making, which I appreciate. Obviously, that they're applauding that. Mm-hmm. But his this other group that's all around him. Everybody's like, "What? Right. And you can Why? See, he's yeah. such a cool guy. Yeah, he's such it was an so awesome fun. guy. Yeah. So then you can hear them come up. Here. Go. It's over. For real. Non negotiable. He's got to go. This guy. This guy right here. Out. If he leaves, we leave. That's fine with me. It's over. So they go, if he leaves, we all leave. That's his table. His table's wow. like, that's not the, the entire group, but that's his table of like, let's say 15. I go, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. you can all leave. It's
2: not <laughs> Who's billing? That table?
1: People all around are booing. Oh my god. I know I just you gotta go. Everybody's birthday here, so. What does that have to do with this? What? What? Did she send it? He's gonna be quiet for the rest of the show. Nah, this weird. See, he goes, he's gonna be quiet for the rest of the show. Oh boy. And I'm like, like at this point, how can I do stand up
2: to you this? You can't.
1: Like it's just, it's a lost cause at this point. Yeah. Right? It's gone. Now, and who
2: says he's going to be quiet? Who says the that? The
1: club says that. Oh boy. And they're like, he's going to behave. Man. Oh boy. And I'm like, dude, that's why I go, this is weird. Like, how problem am I supposed to? Problem number one. Yeah, I can't really continue. That's problem number
3: one. Because what? No.
1: Shut the fuck up. That guy goes, do your show, get on with it. And I'm like, fuck, fuck you. you, right? <laughs> I'm totally good with that. Hey, where's the black guy? <laughs> See? They're like, bring back the black guy. That's, that's my, fe- <laughs> my feature act. It was a black so guy. Racist, oh really nice God. guy. Really funny, named Trix. Right. Um, so they're saying, like, bring him back. And you can hear them break into a pl- Like, they're already like, fuck you, man. <laughs> right? That's the applause for that idea I've had weirder shows No doubt Okay I'll
2: carry on your show
1: So then the guy goes Another guy I mean there's all different people This guy's like Carry on with your show And I go no Like you don't tell me When the show came. on Yeah what on. is he The
2: fucking right. dictator The show. We can bring the black guy
1: back it's fine. It's totally fine. Now I was saying that there with no intention of bringing him back of at course. this point, right? I'm like, oh yeah, we can bring him back. More awkward. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Sir, it's such a weird show right now. I feel like I walked in on a fucking. Oh, do your
0: stick. There's
1: oh no my fucking god. stick, asshole. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> right, up, 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 up. Oh my god.
0: That's kind of funny.
1: He's like, uh, he's like, do your stick, and I'm like, there's no stick, asshole. He goes, that's the problem. Oh my god. I
0: like you, I like You told. All right. Yeah,
1: Those are like. That's literally. Uh, all right. It's not that much more time. We can get through this. <laughs> now I'm lying there too. There's so much more time. And that's, um, obviously people have said, we like you, Tom. That's like a very, very small group.
2: (laughs) Can I tell you, I I know exactly what happened. I know exactly what happened. The guy was subverting your power. Yes. You called him out. You tried to handle it on your own. And then when you said, all right, it's time to go. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And management, instead of going, absolutely, Tom, you're the performer. Whatever you need to keep going. Instead of doing that and supporting the performer, they decided to support the drunk guy. So what happens is that the rest of the herd goes, oh, the guy up there who was supposed to have the power doesn't have the power. We have the power. And that's why you lost out. And also it didn't give you a chance to move on. Right now, if that guy were usually, what happens was when a bad apple is is extracted,
1: then you go let's then, start fresh.
2: Then you go, you address it, yep. and you go, "Oh, isn't that better?" Everybody and everybody claps, and now you are a unified team. Yes, the fact that management undercut you, yeah, is now that the power is all fucked up.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree, and um, and you
2: couldn't move on.
1: I agree, because and there it, was
2: no closure.
1: And I want to say just to make a point about this that it's like it's a great club. It is a great club, and I really like the club. I like the staff a lot, but they are in error with how they handled that situation. Absolutely, absolutely. and I'll be honest with you because I didn't even tell them. I knew that then, and I knew that after the show, and I didn't want to address it. I didn't want to have that conversation.
2: Well, sometimes you're not ready. You're not ready. Fresh.
1: It's too fresh, and I just I I didn't want like there was there was so much bad energy already. Yeah. That I didn't want to bring it up, like I didn't want to bring up, hey, you guys really should have supported me when I said that,
2: right, right. Um,
1: but, but my point is really that I do feel like that I like that that is a great club and they're great people, and I just want to make that point. Like I'm not, I know, trashing.
2: This no, club. and I know that you're friendly with the the guys there and the girls there, and that's totally, I you know, yeah, it's whatever. a good place. But and everybody,
1: there- like I said, anybody that's listening that went to any other show will be like, what What are you talking about? Like. The shows were fine, like they were great shows, which they were. But this particular right. thing went off the rails.
2: Yeah, because from a business perspective, from the perspective of the performer, if they're not protecting you, then <laughs> then what's the point? Like, yeah, I mean,
1: I not every club does this, but every t- like sometimes when you go to a club, like the first day, they'll go, oh hey, how do you want us to handle like problem people? Mm-hmm. Like I get asked that probably I don't know once a month when I get to a club. And I go, oh, like, you know, if somebody yells something out, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't, you don't have to freak out. But I always go, if I say this guy's got to go or you got to go, I go, that's it. That means remove from the room. And it's always like backed up. No one's ever been like, no, you know?
2: That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the problem.
1: That's the problem. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, here's the real problem, though. This shit that you're hearing right here that that this beginning of this disaster that's 12 minutes in. Oh my god. And I look at my I have the timer going and I'm like, "Oh my god." Cuz it already feels like 25 minutes. Mm. All right. So now let's say you're up there, right, and you're like the only way to get through this. There's you either go, I'm going to fuck off for the rest of the time. Or for a minute, I'm going to try to make this work. Right. So my first inclination is try to, make it, try to patch it together. Mm-hmm. I've had incidents with people that are in the audience where I go, you know, I have a, a conflict. And then I try to make amends. I try to go, all right. Mm-hmm. Like the only way to, to, to get a, go for, for, forward is that we have to make nice. Right. So I try to do that with this guy for a moment. The, the asshole guy. I'm like, all right, let's let's just try to make this work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs> <We> should... <laughs> so many people talking. They're
2: just about it. they're not behaving. There's nothing you can do. Well,
1: I guess I can tell you that we're we'll trying to move it along. Um, I, someone's phone's ringing. That's good. You want to get your phone? That might add something to the
2: show. Oh my god, your phone's ringing! Good one.
1: <laughs> Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Seriously, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Why don't we do this? Everybody, just relax. Me and the guy up front. You. What's your name? Seriously. Uh, What's your name? Don't go. You don't want to do this now?
2: No, you were just gonna get kicked oh, now you want name.
1: To... because it was a very tense moment, so I'm, tra- I'm trying to put this together, right? No no no. They're like refusing. They like won't won't say their name and then they're like, just do your act. And I'm like, there's just no way. <laughs>
2: there's no way you can.
1: Um now I actually try to do stand up. I just go like it, it we're 15 minutes in. I'm like I'm looking at a mm. fucking long tunnel in front of me. Mm. I try to do stand up. Like I legit try for a minute and it just is like people are just everybody's talking. Um, I think I forget. They won't
2: what even listen. At all. That's the part is like you can't even salvage it because the phones ringing and there's it sounds like we're in a bar, right? And
1: like there's so much back talking.
2: Right. They're just so unwilling to even listen. It's um There's no way you can do your job.
1: No. It's, it's pretty crazy. When was Alright, we'll just do it. Oh yeah. So then I just start talking because everybody's talking. I find individual people and I'm like, What's your name? Where are you from? Like just to basically to kill time. You know? <laughs> this is this is so awkward. Uh what's your name, ma'am? Kim. Kim. <laughs> are you from here? No. Where are you from? Carmen? Carmen? Carmen. 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 Fantastic. Did, what was the last time you had uh, catastrophic diarrhea?
2: Long time
1: Long time ago? You don't have it regularly? No. Oh, okay. How about you, Frank, right to the right? What's your name? Jeanette? Jeanette? Have you shit yourself anytime recently? <laughs> So, so that is like as good as it's gonna get, is right? Because it to sounds like, like you're
2: salvaging
1: a tiny, tiny bit.
2: Yeah, and, but I hear a lot of <clears throat> a lot of like whispering and murmuring. Oh,
1: it's it's un- unbelievable. It
2: sounds like there's a lot of rumors going there's, on. at rumors. A rumors.
1: <laughs> then okay, then here's a uh, one of the one of the heckles here. Somebody I heard there. you were heckler. I heard you were heckling. <laughs> Yeah. Anytime, yeah, whenever you're ready. <sighs> there's, there's this guy saying, get to the funny anytime, right? Oh my gosh. Alright. Then um let's see. Oh yeah. This is when I insult um the the dog people. <laughs> because I kind of blame them because they were fucking it's their thing, and they were the ones who I had to be like, will you shut the f-? That's what started this all, and I was like, "We shut the fuck oh, yeah. up? Yeah. 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 I'm not concerned. I have a dog. I was trying to tell the dog assholes about it, but they weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> You're not
2: Michael
1: Vick?
0: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> dog ass, have them out. throw oh. it
1: <sighs> All right. Um, Sounds amazing. It's pretty crazy. We're getting to the... Okay, so that is... Um, yeah, that was part of me talking to people. I was like asking people, and this guy's like, do you have any kids? And I go, I don't have any kids. I have a dog. I was trying to tell these dog assholes. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And then all the booing. This is the big... Big Boo here. Mm. This is at a live show. It has song down.
0: Get him off
1: there. <laughs> oh, so right there, the guy um, comes up, that's the, uh, the manager, and he goes, do you want me to bring the guy back up, the, the middle act? And
2: I'm like, <sighs> no, no, you should throw out the table. That's being a bunch of douchebags. Right. <laughs> I, go, no.
1: I go, no. And uh, he goes, you sure? And I go, yeah, because he sees like this is a fucking debacle, you know? Mm-hmm. And I go, no. Um,
2: well, he doesn't want to walk a table of 15.
1: Uh, at this point, it's it would be a table of fucking.
2: Right, but initially yeah. he could have lost a table of 15. That's a lot of money, you guys, as opposed to protecting the comedian.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I, I'm sorry, but you're my husband. And the fact that people are fucking booing you, right? Now. I, I want to murder every one of these cocksuckers in this fucking room I know, right it's
1: now. It's all fucking. I'm gonna fi-
2: I'm gonna fucking find a ticket, I'm gonna buy a ticket to Winnipeg, and punch out <laughs> every one of these assholes.
1: Um, but I do. One of the things I was thinking about when I was, I was trying to be also critical of myself is I, I really was. You know, when you when you leave a show, not a show like this, a regular show, and you go, oh, when that guy said something. I wish I would have said this. Like you come up with your.
2: Right. Come long. back. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh,
1: "I wish I had come back." I listened to this tape and I was like, "I wish I had bombed funnier." Like I wish I had been
2: Oh, right. funnier as you were going as I was going down in
1: flame because when you yeah. look back at you go, "I could have said this here." <laughs> and I could have said, you know what I mean? Like you, could you look have at really it
2: really embraced it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You look at it as an opportunity. You're like, "I could have been funny um right. <laughs> during these moments." But I did do one funny thing. <laughs> and that is that um when he came this is the manager talking to me and he's telling me, he's like, you know, do you want do you want me to bring back the guy? And I'm like, no. And they're all screaming because they think he's like kicking me off the stage. Right. So when he leaves, I go, uh, I'm gonna play it for you here, but I'm like, he asked me if you guys wanted the other guy, and I told him, No, you want more of me. Like <laughs> And they they are like, <laughs> like they get so upset
2: about oh, it. <laughs>
1: They asked me, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he
0: asked me.
1: No. That's He asked me. He asked me if you wanted the black up. I told you guys didn't want that. Yeah, this, I you like blackout. Blackout. yeah. Yeah.
2: So I figured I'll just give you more of this shit. <laughs> Are you high? Are you high? <laughs> you Wait, yeah.
1: So anyway. Yeah. I Man, can you imagine can you believe how loud it is in there? No. It's pretty bad. Um yeah, that one was just... I think mean, I've
2: done shows in Afghanistan that were quieter than that. Yeah. With wars going on. Um, this is bad. I just had a woman in Jacksonville. I, I did a Fallout week for Tom Green mm-hmm. and she didn't like me. So on her way out, she goes, I wish this was Tom Green. And I was like, I wish Tom Green was here too, bitch. Yeah. It's a fucking terrible show. Like, uh, so what bad. can you do? You know?
1: Oh, um, it's the worst. They're the worst human beings that come to come to One thing I started to do that was kind of fun for me was when I knew, like, at this point, it's not like, hey, what can I, how can I get them back? It's just like... It's
2: gone. Yeah, it's just
1: like kill time. So I started to go... You know when you have jokes that are like like a couple of years... Like you haven't said them in a few years. Right. So you kind of don't remember how to say them. Right. I started to do that with um, my jokes from like my first album from Thrilled. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how does that joke go? I was saying <laughs> this into the microphone. I go...
2: Your stream of consciousness. Yeah, I was up. like,
1: it goes... I was watching the show and the guy won the biggest lottery ever it was 300 and you can just hear them all talking throughout like they Ugh. but the, i go like I'm, I, and i'm staring at a light there's a light on the ceiling i'm just like talking to the light i'm like yeah and i walked in and i go hey man and I was like the guy he no longer and he no longer had teeth and i was like man if i had 350 million dollars i'd buy other people teeth and i'm just saying and they're just like this guy is just gonna keep fucking talk. like that's why that girl's like are you fucking high
0: because
1: i go well i just have to get through this then the next component here, and we're almost done with this, is the lady who runs the fundraiser comes with the manager on stage oh my God. to plead with the people. And I can tell that, like, she's been crying.
2: Because,
1: like, you know, she's probably, she's a dog rescue lady. No. She's probably a sweet lady, I'm assuming. Yeah. And is like, oh, this will be a fun night. And she's seen her special event go to this, you know. <laughs>
2: attention please okay you know what we're holding a fundraiser here and i realized things have kind of got a little shaky here
0: can we please give him the respect yes you know what i i, I hold a lot of fundraisers here for animal rescue Let's tough out the rest of this night. I do not want
2: this to end on a bad note. We have made a lot of money for a senior canine rescue. Okay, I'm sorry this is the way it is, but there are people that have paid good money that are trying to listen to a show.
1: And I just don't want this to end on a bad note. But you know what? There are other rescues that are riding on this. I really, really want to be able to do another show. Thank you. Let me do this. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I'll do this. Wait, wait, wait. Just give me one second. One second. One second. Just give me a second. Just shut up. Shut up. At that point, I'm like, this thing is obviously so, so bad. Yeah. And I could have just kept doing what I was doing. But I think her... I felt bad for her. Like, it wasn't even... A, she sounded like, mortified. She's mortified. Man. And she's talking about her rescue, and I go, like, what do I get out of this? I felt bad for her. So I go, I'll just bring up... I'll bring the guy right. back. It's time to call yeah. it quits. Yeah, throw in the towel. This is this, Let oh. them have what they want. Right. So I bring back...
2: <laughs> Tricks. How yes. do you spell that? Is it T-R-I-X? Or Two X's. Is- Oh, okay.
1: Sorry. T-R-I, here, here's uh, me bringing... Just a, hold on a second. For the love of Christ, shut up. Let the guy talk. Just a second. You don't even let me say it. Just, I swear to you, this will make you happy. This will make you... Just leave. No. Just
2: say Listen, it. Just say
1: it. I'm going to say it. Because she came up here, and she obviously... That's heartfelt from her. I want her to have a good fundraiser. And a good time. So I'm going to give you the best news right now for you <laughs> and for her and for your fundraiser. I'm going to bring up the Black eye Trips. The Trips. Black eye Trips.
2: <laughs> oh, happy day.
1: <laughs> Crazy, right? Like, I was the worst thing they had ever, ever laid, laid eyes on. But just to show you that I didn't lose... My sense of humor, and neither did Ty, who is the manager there. As we I get off stage, I walk, he goes, I'm like, Whoa, man. Hey, he's like, How many CDs do you want to set up tonight?
2: It's <laughs> rad. Just take
1: it
0: I think
1: we just set up the remaining three. I'm like, we just set up the remaining three. Those will sell. So that was, that was the bomb of bombs, man. I've never had, an, like, I've had shows eat shit, but I've never had a, an audience <laughs> just their only desire is for you to leave. I've never had that before.
2: That is a first. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that either.
1: Yeah. But you know what's was really interesting about this bomb? And this is only something that I think maybe comedians can understand for some reason and like even i was talking to you afterwards and you're like you really don't sound like that distraught for some reason because they were so outrageous mm. it wasn't like a kind of bomb where you're like really trying and no one will laugh you know right, like right. like a, a listening audience bombing
2: it's different it's, it's it's just your that would be your failure as a funny person right but in this case they didn't even give you the chance right to to have was, your act
1: yeah they were like um it was because because they were so outrageous. It, yeah. d- it didn't feel the same. Like when I bomb, like um, let's say everyone's watching you and your jokes aren't hitting, you always sweat, right? Yes. And sweat, sweat, sweat. I didn't have one single bead of sweat on me. Yeah. During it the wasn't show. about you. Yeah. It exactly. Sound like it. It was like um, it was almost as if I went up after chaos started. That's what it started to feel like.
2: You came up, you may have come up, because when the headliner gets up there, it's the tipping point of drunk Yeah, for the crowd. They've already, they're on drink three by the time you get up there. So that guy in the front probably came in lit, which a lot of people do. So he's already on a second or third beer or whatever, Labatt's or whatever the fuck he's drinking. Yep. And he made you his target. He had he had to flex in front of all the, the girls at the table or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he's threatened by you. He wasn't threatened by tricks mm-hmm. with two Xs. Uh, or maybe he was afraid of tricks. I don't know. Because they seem to be pretty free with their racism. Like, hey, bring the black up. You're like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. Uh, but uh, it sounds like you just got, you, you rode a bad wave. Yeah. You got a bad wave. And there's nothing you can do. When the crowd's against you from the jump, it's very hard it's very hard, I mean, yeah. look at that famous Bill Burr bomb uh in Philadelphia, yeah. that happened to him years ago, which is infamous. If you google Bill Burr bombing in Philadelphia, it's probably one of the funniest um
1: yeah, and he and bombs and, of and all that's time. also like when I, when I talk about like be funny or bombing like
2: now you know though but well now I, you I, mean, will. I mean I
1: knew about that then, but I'm saying I think I could have done so many different things you know that that's the thing is you go, you try to go how not just blame them not just blame the club right. i i blame i i accept blame but i also go like oh you had like when i listen back to it, i go you had so many opportunities to maybe it would i'm not saying i would have won them over but it would have been
2: funnier Funier. i think that, but i think in this situation like if it happened to me i'd be so startled yeah cuz it really was a like i understand i hear what's happening as a comic yeah. i know it And you're like, what? Like, it's so unbelievable as it's happening. Yeah. I don't even, I don't think I would have the wherewithal to to go, and to transcend it and kind of look at it from up top. Yeah. You can't, because this was so absurd.
1: My only moment of clarity really was when I said to them, he asked me if you wanted me to bring him back, and I told him no. You want more of me? <laughs> right. like, that was fun because I, could, right. I could, se- I could see how right. disappointed right. they were. Right. Um, but like I, I, look back on it and I go, oh, you could do, you know, you could do funnier shit next time.
2: Well, you
1: next. Know. Uh, actually, I also think that I will never have it, uh, quite that situation like no, that. No, I don't think you will. Um, A couple of comics that I talked to was telling about. They were like. You'll definitely never experience that again.
2: <laughs> you think that's your one? Uh, Mitch Faitel told me years ago. He goes, Christina, there's just a certain number of bombs, and mm-hmm. you just got to get them out of the way. Yeah. So maybe this is your booing off stage. Yeah.
1: The um, one of the girls has worked there twenty years. Twenty years. And she goes, have never seen anything like that before. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, so, so she's been working there longer than I've been right. doing it. She's like, never seen anything It's amazing,
2: right isn't yeah, it? It's amazing. You know, stand-up comedy is really the only art form where the audience feels, number one, um, adversarial towards you. If they're not already a fan, if someone coming in that room doesn't already love you and know you, mm-hmm. it's adversarial in yeah. nature. Yeah. Fuck you, asshole. Make me laugh. Yeah. And it's the only art form truly i believe where people become personally offended by the person who's trying to make them laugh of all things mm-hmm. we're trying to bring mirth yeah and joy and somebody's reaction could be hatred is to me like it's interesting right it's bonkers do you know why though people like one of the
1: things about life is that you are only an expert in certain things, right? You know, it might be in your field of work, it may be something that's a hobby, something that you've studied. You have credibility. Mm-hmm. The thing about comedy is everybody has credibility on what they find funny. Right. So it's it's really one of those <laughs> right. few things where you get to go, you're not funny to somebody, and
2: you're right. In a sense. In yes. a sense,
1: you're right. You get to be like, yes. for them,
2: you're not funny. Yeah. Not objectively unfunny. Right. Even a singer. I mean, I can't think of a band that I've ever seen booed. Have you? Like, I'm sure it's happened. I mean, I'm not, don't it's Please happened. don't fucking send me the emails. Yeah, of like, yeah. You never heard of the band? Yeah, you got like, I, I get it. I'm just saying I, don't, I personally haven't yeah. seen it or heard of it.
1: I did, by the way, I did a show 30 minutes after this.
2: Right. Oh, that's amazing. Room. Well, good for you. And yeah. was it better?
1: A, a million times Back better. Back on the horse. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that it was so immediate. And some of the people there had heard about it because it was all over Twitter. Yeah, um, but it was a totally normal show. The second <laughs> so show was funny. like, you know, like a great it's so yeah, ridiculous. just a fun show. It was so crazy that that we had to go through the the one before. Um, I do think about um, like you start thinking about like your all time bombs.
2: Oh boy, I mean, this was
1: the craziest shit. one. But go? I've suffered more emotionally at other bombs. Yes, the worst bomb that I can think of was actually is actually worse than that bomb in the sense of how i felt yes and that was when i you tried right when i was i was middling for burt mm-hmm. in sacramento and i ate shit from the first joke to the last <laughs> joke <laughs> of
2: course yeah and
1: was pouring sweat when i was talking <laughs> sweat was was spraying oh. out of my mouth and the worst part was that that was show number one on a friday Oh, no. Show number two, Friday, I go, it can't go like that. It goes exactly the same way.
2: And
1: I'm like, this is the worst shit I've ever experienced. And I still remember that I went back the next... I mean, Bert saw He was like, God damn, you ate shit. Like, I've never seen... (laughs) And he was like, dude, can I just tell you one thing? And I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, and he goes... Bert
2: Bert always knows what to say to make you feel better,
1: I mean, Bert was laughing so hard. (laughs) I could hear him back.
2: Oh, my God, he's eating shit. But by he... the way comics love when other comics oh bomb. yeah oh, there's yeah. no greater joy but see they wouldn't from have... the back of the room when you hear them laugh that's why you hear comics laughing when other comic is bombing. oh yeah we love it because we we're it. like oh yeah. it's one for the vaults like yeah it's great happens all ev- nobody is immune from bombing just so you know watch yeah. the documentary comedian with jerry seinfeld he'll talk about bombing seinfeld fucking bombs so yeah yeah yeah
1: no everybody bombs
2: everybody bombs
1: i mean i still remember when i when I, I didn't know that when i uh, was talking to somebody and they're like oh i just saw chris rock bomb of course course at the um, improv or something i was like really and they were like yeah of course um but anyways the the best advice that bird gave me for that situation was i was about to do the same thing again saturday night and he goes just open with a different joke that was a crazy fart and he's just like oh my god that registered on the sound <laughs> recorder
2: that wasn't me that was the dog
1: um he goes just open with a different joke and i <laughs> opened with a different joke and it completely changed my set
2: did and it was, and did oh that my. work for you a hundred percent. And then, had you did you juggle your nuts for the rest of the thirty minutes or twenty nine minutes? <laughs> what do you mean? Because um, I had the same advice given to me. No, the
1: whole set went amazing.
2: Oh, okay. Because I I had the bomb of my one of the worst in my career. Uh, I was opening for Lana Turner, and we were doing. Uh, Lana Turner is Ralphie May's wife. For those of you don't know, she's a yeah. good, she she plays like funny songs on a guitar and. She and I did a tribble run, which is a series of hell it's gigs. Infamous
1: in the comedy world.
2: Yeah, if you if you want to become a comedian, you do a triple run because it gives you fucking balls of steel. You're essentially doing. It's dive. also paying paying penance. Isn't well, it? yeah. Let me let me uh, let me set it up for our listeners. It's awesome. You do a bunch of one nighters that are about eight hours of driving apart every day. Uh, you make barely enough to cover your gas, and you stay in hotels. That are really dicey, like Lana and I. The Booker <laughs> Tribble wanted to put us in a hotel that was shut down for prostitution the week before. Nice. So that's the triple run. And I remember doing a biker bar in, uh, I think it was I, I don't know Idaho. And I'd never, I this was my first time featuring ever, and I had really great, you know, clever jokes about philosophy and Nietzsche and stuff. Like, and these bikers, they're nice. They're nice enough, but not having it not having me not I didn't know how to do it and I just ate shit the whole fucking time and then Ralphie told Lana to tell me for advice to do my closing joke first uh-huh I tried that same method so yeah. I did great for the first 2 minutes and then I ate digs for the next Oh time. really? it didn't work at all for Well
1: me. I was trying to I was trying something this particular bombing the the one in Sacramento I was doing something where I was opening on a a new joke that not only was new, but was very unlikable. Mm. And I can start it off. So I was just starting at a deficit. Yeah. So he wasn't telling me, take your last joke, put it first. He was just oh. like, open with a different, different. joke. And so yeah. all I did was open with a different joke and then kept everything the same minus that harsh joke. Right. It was a different world.
2: That's the truth, because they don't know you yet. So if yeah. you come out with raping babies and AIDS, and, and stuff, I wasn't or
1: like, good what? enough to support that. Yeah, joke. you can't do it. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Now um, you can. Now you can. Now like, I can. What's open up, it? Yeah. faggot, motherfucking yeah. eat my shit. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then you can recover. But yeah. that's. Um, Wait, can I tell you before we yeah. move on? This reminds me of a wonderful story Mitch Faitel told me. I bombed in front of Mitch Faitel. Back in 04, 05, uh-huh. he Mitch specifically had come out to watch me to possibly open for him on this tour, right? And so this is like my big shot. It's the 10 o'clock show at Irvine. Frank Kelly, who was also the manager oh, there yeah. at the time, was going to watch me. This is before I'd done any of the big clubs. So this is a big shot for me. 10 o'clock show, comedy juice, comedy for drunk uh, college kids. I do a spot. They're so unruly and so drunk. I don't know how to handle it. They are totally overpowering me and all, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I eat shit so hard, just sweat and eat shit, sweat and eat shit. And I go up to Mitch and he goes, you know, Christina, some shows that you're just going to bomb like that thing, there's a certain number. And he told me this great story about when he did colleges, he would eat shit for the entire hour that he would do colleges. Cause they're a younger demographic yeah. and they didn't really get his act, but the, the pay is great. So he says, I used to put a watch in my pocket, like a stopwatch. And I would just set it to 45 minutes. And every time I would get sweat and I would fucking panic and hate what I was doing, I would just pat my pocket, knowing that the the clock was winding down. And that I only had 45 minutes to go. And some nights, boy, you'll see me fucking, you know, patting the metaphorical pocket. (laughs) Which time do I have on this? Dude,
1: in this Winnipeg bombing... Oh, it's the this worst. is my phone is sitting on the stool. That's why this is recorded, right? I was recording right. this show. And by the way, it's a great uh, reason why you should record all your shows. Yes, so you get to relive moments like these. But <laughs> I picked it up. I remember when I was like, "This is really going to hell."
2: Mm-hmm. I looked
1: at it and it said fourteen.
2: Oh and my god! Like,
1: oh shit! There's a lot more to go. Uh, but can
2: I tell you though? For those listening, this isn't just for stand up. I think, I think the best lesson of being a stand-up comedian, at least for me, and I never learned this lesson in life uh, anywhere else, is that failure is such a, it's so woven into the fabric of what we do that failure doesn't, it, it still phases me. I don't want to say it doesn't phase me, but you're so much, I'm so much more resilient because yeah, of falling down. And then guess what? 30 minutes later, you're gonna have to fucking do it again.
1: Yeah, you gotta do it again.
2: And I think probably in sports, you learn that, right? Like in sure. football.
1: Fall down, and get back up, yeah.
2: But if that isn't the best metaphor for life, a stand up comedy, to get up and do yeah. it again and do it again and do it again.
1: And actually, you know, you don't, you know, you do learn things from your shit shows. So
2: sometimes more.
1: Yes, definitely. So the experience, you know, I, I also, people are really sweet. And we have a lot of really sweet listeners and people that follow me on Twitter, like in, especially in that area. We're like apologizing for yes. the people, yes, for the yes. city and like i i wanted to make a point then i was you know responding to them and i make it now is that like i don't blame the city of winnipeg of or the not. club or anybody this is just one of those things that you know out of mm, i blame thousand, the club
2: i'll go ahead and blame the club well, out i of don't a do thousand, in winnipeg i don't give a shit all right.
1: out of a 1000 plus shows um you know i never like it's just one of those things that just happened um and i personally i want to say that like i don't uh, hold any ill will towards the city, towards rumors to anybody there. I really don't. I want them to know that, that it's not, there's no hard feelings. And, um, that's just, it's important for me to get that out there. I hear you jeans. Um,
2: One wow. other thing,
1: because um, it was we were in Canada, this is where this took place. Um, there's some. Just one more. You remember we played the audio from Rob Ford, um, yes. The
0: Crack? Right? What are those questions? Do you smoke crack cocaine? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, I have smoked crack cocaine.
2: Good answer. When, but sir? no,
0: do I? Am I an addict? No. When have you have I you tried it? In? Um, probably in one of my drunken stupors, oh. probably approximately about a year ago. I answered your question. You asked the question properly, I'll answer it. How many yes, I've, can... made mis- I've made mistakes. I, all I can do now is
1: apologize and move on. You- all right, so that was him a week or so ago. This was just a few days ago. If mm. you didn't catch this, it is phenomenal. This is a live on television with reporters swarming him. Let's see. Oh, God. Every time I pull up one of these things and I'll set it up,
2: a YouTube then, commercial.
1: This isn't even YouTube. It's like from a different um, thing and it still has. The
2: you know what's really neat about those commercials before videos?
0: Here we go. The last thing was um, Olivia Gonduck. It, it says that I wanted to eat her pussy. Olivia <laughs> I've never said that in my life to her. I would never do that. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. Thank Look, you very everybody. much.
2: <laughs> Best mare ever. Is that
1: the, like, it's so amazing, right? I
2: love that in Canada you can say that kind no, of stuff. I don't.
1: I don't think they were cool with it. Oh, really? He had to do a follow-up press conference just a couple hours later.
2: Um, I don't know why. I thought that was totally appropriate.
1: I. How about I'm I'm happy married. I got plenty to eat at home.
2: Yeah, that's fucking great.
1: Um, wait. Now you were saying you don't like those sponsored commercials to play before <laughs> videos. Why not?
2: I'm saying that it's probably the least effective. Form of advertising because I just mute the shit yeah, out of it. I know. never fucking watch them.
1: Um, listen, this is so he walks out. They're just they're just swarming. Listen, to this is the reporter, one of the reporters who happened to be there. That just caught him saying that. <laughs> just again, let's 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 hear it mm-hmm. one more
0: time. It's so so. Cool. Um, Olivia Gondak. It, it says that I wanted to eat her pussy. Olivia mm-hmm. Gondak. I've never said that in my life to her. I would never do that. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. Thank <laughs> you very Anything much. That was- <laughs> <laughs> listen to this recording. It's alright. It's alright. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> I, I know we're up live right now,
2: but I don't know if we. Can. I, uh, Mayor Ford speaking as mayor ford does very plainly as he said in council yesterday he effed up and now using language that i don't think we can broadcast that on tv but we just broadcast that on tv another unbelievable day here at toronto city council as mayor ford speaks to the media for the first time since those new allegations came forward
1: and then yesterday he just was at city council and the camera's following him and it's not like there's people walking around and he just runs they're like oh he's running towards somebody he charges somebody knocks <laughs> over a lady then picks her up <laughs> mm-hmm. then he starts walking and he eats him, her pussy and he eats her pussy from behind and then his <laughs> brother's like hey what's up man like it's the best thing i've ever seen
2: <laughs> wow
1: it's amazing it's amazing
2: so what's going on with him
1: um i think they're like they're ta- they they were voting to take power away from him you know they're asking him to resign he wouldn't resign no please no he um uh, i think some of his um, some of his power has been taken away, um, but he's still in office as far as I know right now. I mean, there's, they're just...
2: It's the drugs? What do you think? Is, is he smoking too much rock?
1: He's just out of control. I mean, he's so, he's so out funny. of control.
2: I really wish our politicians would speak plainly. I really can't stand this. Uh, I don't know why people are so offended about eating pussy. What's the big deal? I mean,
1: yeah, you don't usually hear God. mayors of major cities saying that. Uh, but
2: he says it behind closed doors, doesn't he?
1: That was a press conference.
2: No, but I'm saying that what's the difference between oh, right. saying something in public versus saying it in the privacy of your own home? I really, I feel like society, this isn't, you know, the 1800s. This isn't the Victorian era. Like, we're, we're grown ups now. You can yeah. say anything on the internet. You can say anything. I don't know what the big deal is. Come on.
1: <laughs> he, I don't guess, you want oh. your
2: mayor to eat pussy?
1: Oh, he was on the Today Show. You want to hear this? Of course. He was on the Today Show. I didn't know that. Awesome. Um... So I guess he went on maybe this morning. That's phenomenal. I love that the mayor there made his way down to do the Today Show. That's fucking amazing. That, That he is so big now that we are airing him on the, our biggest morning show.
3: Wow. <laughs> we were with Mayor Rob Ford of Toronto just a couple of hours after the city council there stripped him of his staff, oh, most go. of his mm-hmm. budget, and most of his power. And if you think he's backing down, he is gearing up for a long fight.
1: So he told you he's not going anywhere. No,
3: he's waiting. He's going to run for re-election. He's vowing to stick around. That is our top <laughs> story this morning. For two weeks now, Mayor Ford has been under fire after mm-hmm. his admitted use of crack cocaine. And during that chaotic meeting he even almost knocked over a city councilwoman we traveled to toronto last night to talk to the mayor and his brother councilman doug ford you said as we were sitting down you said what happened in city council chambers is unprecedented it's never
0: happened before what went on in there they basically took away 383,000 people who voted for me their rights you have brought disgrace to this office and you know that's true I'm embarrassed, not just myself, my family, my friends, my supporters, the whole city. I take full responsibility for that. We've all made mistakes, Matt. I'm not <laughs> Matt. perfect. Maybe you are. Maybe other people are. That's Love one
1: it. of the big, uh, great PR moves. When you really fuck up, you mm-hmm. go, I'm not perfect. Maybe you are. Matt. Yeah.
3: You can call use him his, his, his first
2: name. name.
1: Yeah. Phenomenal.
3: I've made mistakes. I admitted to my mistakes. When the questions began to circulate around you, Mr. Mayor, and people started to ask you about the use of crack cocaine, <laughs> you played a game of semantics. Uh, they asked you, were you a crack addict, according
0: to you, and you huh? said, no. I'm not. And they said, do you use crack cocaine? No, I don't use crack cocaine. No. Have I tried crack cocaine? Yes, I've tried
3: crack cocaine. That's a game of semantics. <laughs> the best excuse I Who heard you it? give for using that crack cocaine was I was a, in a drunken stupor. And I'm wondering, is that but supposed you- to make anybody feel
0: better? No, not at all. But show me the video, even according. What again, does the video according? matter? Because I want to see it because according, I can't even remember, I remember it. I was very, very inebriated.
3: But I just want to make sure we all understand. You're not in any alcohol treatment program. No, oh, I'm not in, not in any treatment drug treatment, no program. treatment program.
0: I have a weight issue. I've been training every day. All I can say, Matt, eh, action speaks louder than words. There you go. I invite you to come back. Give me five. Give me five or six months. And if they don't see a difference, I'll eat my word. It's very simple. Show me any mayor in North America right this second. That has done what he has done. He saved the taxpayers a billion dollars, Councilman, I, I would expect you to sit here and defend your brother. I, I'm
3: telling you, the facts. I know. Fact. I think it's loyal, and I, I think I, it's wonderful. Have you ever been worried about
0: him? Yeah, his weight issues when he goes on Not a binge. Weight. When when he goes uh, on, a, on a if you want to call it a binge drinking, and I hear about <laughs> it, yeah, it's concerning. Hmm. Do I know on a personal side? Has Rob been a hundred percent honest? No, he hasn't. Your brother
3: brings up something interesting, Mr. Mayor, because you say he says you go out on a weekend and you maybe go on a little binge every once not in a while, <laughs> every week Not okay,
0: every weekend. Maybe we no, no, I said that's every, that's I said every that's once that's in a while. Let's retract no, that.
3: No. I said your brother said you go out on a weekend. No. You may go on a binge every once in a while. Not every weekend. Absolutely. Let's say you go on one of those binges, and the phone rings in your office at three a.m. on a Saturday night, and something terrible's happened mm. in the city of Toronto, terrorist attack some other kind of disaster. Are you equipped? I'm very Will you fortunate. be capable and
0: stable <laughs> enough to handle it? I'm very fortunate that hasn't happened. It's very few isolated incidents that it's happened. You're, and you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate that hasn't happened.
1: Oh.
2: Well, you can just do a rail of blow and then get back up. Yeah,
1: I think he would be awesome to watch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think uh, there was somebody that said this about the Clinton scandal when we had it. Um, I forget who was brilliant. It was a brilliant thought, though, that had Clinton just told the truth, had he just been like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Monica uh, fucking blew me and I just on her dress and not finger banged her, you know, had he just come clean, uh-huh. it would have washed away a lot sooner. As with every scandal, just come clean quick. And then it hopefully washes. But just the semantics and the backpedaling, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, when you do that, it just, it always gets you in trouble, right? Like you can't, you can't get away with it, man. I
2: (laughs) I like where he's like, I was very inebriated. It's kind of a worse answer, though. Very,
1: very inebriated. You tried
2: crack, well, once when I was really hammered.
1: I know. Like, and you get, how are you going to blame me for what (laughs) I do when I'm drunk? That's what that is.
2: (laughs) I mean, you know, I get fucked up.
1: And by the way, I'm not perfect. Maybe you are, Matt.
2: Matt? Christina. Matt Lower.
1: Maybe you are. <laughs> but I'm not.
2: Right, right. And I'm
1: not going to go out here and act like I'm perfect. And you, you kinda,
2: yeah. He shifts the blame to yeah. the perfect person. So now it's Matt's fault because he's not a fall-down drunk. I'm talking to you. Brother, you've never seen me f***ing hey, before. You think so, brother? The
0: but when I'm at least I'll rip this f***ing throat out. I'll pull this
1: i that's also, that's also him Not right there. Foof? All right, we got to wrap this shit up, man. Okay.
2: Um, what a day.
1: What a day. You got to hear the bomb of bombs. What a day. Um, Thank God
2: the FIFA is here to make it better. Come here, Fufo. All, all I wanted oh, was
1: FIFO. Foof.
2: Oh, the Fufo.
1: When I was chewing those nuts on stage, I just <laughs> wanted FIFO to be here. Tell me everything's going to be all right. What would
2: he say to you? Tell Time. Me. Fuck these bitches, man. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. That's right. Better than this shit. Better than this
1: shit. You don't need these motherfuckers. Say something funny, motherfucker. <laughs> Hi. Old ass motherfucker. Talking shit to you. Dog assholes. <laughs> Rescue my nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: You think he would say that to them?
1: I think he would just. Fuck
2: y'all motherfuckers.
1: Like, don't talk to my dad like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Dad. hmm.
2: <laughs> motherfucking dad,
1: man. <laughs> My mother, fucking dad. Yeah. Um, well, wow.
2: fuck those assholes. I'm so mad that they're booing you. It makes me so angry. I don't crazy. like people fucking with you. I don't like nobody fucking with you. Bro. you fucking with me? All right. Aww, it's Feebo song.
1: Feebo song. song. Yeah. That's for you, Fie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Please bye. go to your mom's yeah. house podcast. And also don't forget, if you're in the Pasadena area Friday, come see us do the show live. Bye. Bye.